Hello, everyone listening. This is What's the Fuss, the Millennial Podcast, and this is Dan, your host, and I'm here sitting in with your guest. I'm Hafiz, Fee Tunis. What's going on, Millennials? I'm happy to be the first guest ever on What's the Fuss. Uh, Dan, we got a great show today. Thanks for having me. Yep. I appreciate you tuning in. Now, take a little bit of your time out your schedule. Um, first, I just want to roll in with some trivia, so Whoa. I'm going to tell you a few questions. You have at least five seconds to answer. If you say um or filler word, you automatically lose. You're just going to run straight through with these. All right, I'm ready. All right, here we go. Which fictional city is the home of Batman? Gotham City. Which sport do you perform Frosby flop? Soccer. The high jump. Spinach is high in which mineral? Calories. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Bay Ruth is associated with which sport? Baseball. Okay. What was Muhammad Ali's birth name? Cassius Clay. Which crime-fighting cartoon dog has the initials SD on his collar? Underdog. No, 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 Scooby-Doo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Scooby-Doo, Scooby-Doo. <laughs> oh, man, I messed up on that one. Um, which uh, is the tallest mammal? The tallest mammal? Probably a bear. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I said a bear. What's the name of the fairy uh, in Peter Pan? Oh, I don't know. Tinkerbell. Oh, yeah, that is her name. Okay, what's the color uh, of the circle on the Japanese national flag? Red. I'm going to dive into uh, what I like to call a light male talk. We're just going to talk about something that's current in the news and tied into the millennial everyday life and like our, our experiences and what we go through. So I know everyone's been talking about uh, the first lady wearing a jacket that read, I really don't care, do you? And she was actually going to speak on behalf of kids that were separated from their families. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. How do you feel about that? I mean, wow, like it, it was kind of interesting to see everyone's um, kind of everyone's uh, reaction to Melania's jacket. Mm-hmm. Just off the sole fact that it's, I don't really necessarily agree with her politics or her husband's politics, but of the fact of the jacket and mm-hmm. the timing, um, the people that advised her, they were definitely put in the question, like, the timing, like, it's different if you just wore that jacket, mm-hmm. but the timing wasn't the best. I, I think she, her, her, uh, her supporters would say she was trying to say to the people on the other side that, uh... I don't care as far as that they're illegal immigrants. Do you? Get them to say they care about illegal immigrants. Kind of bait them in. But this happened four years ago, or about eight, four to eight years ago, mm-hmm. during Obama's term when everybody that doesn't care about Melania's jacket mm-hmm. cared about his beige suit, mm-hmm. which is a big thing. So it kind of shows us what's like, as millennials, uh, that's our big thing. We're talking about a jacket and our policy and not trying to... Uh, Help these kids in those in a situation because it's actually the, the, they're the main issues. The kids, right. not their parents, not the illegal. They took the illegal the action of coming in here illegally, mm-hmm. which is against our our law. But the kids, right? And we the, focus on the jacket. Yeah, that's what I want to talk about too. Like we're not even talking about where she was going yeah. or like what her whole incentive was. We yeah. want to focus on the jacket she was wearing. Yeah. Um, that's kind of like when we go out nowadays and we wear certain things yeah. and people like talk about it or we'll post something on Instagram, people will say certain things. You think we tied into so much of like what other people think that we'll wear something that we probably don't like or like we'll just wear something just because that's the fashion 
and we'll do whatever we we could to get you know that to fit in. I think that I think that's a, like that question can just go into a fair statement that we do do that mm-hmm. because like for example, the way social media and uh, technology. First of all, social media is something that's really just there to give yourself value. Like, you're using it to give yourself value. Mm-hmm. You're posting a picture, you're checking your likes, you're refreshing right. it to see who approved of this picture, who thinks this is a, either attractive or they like it. Mm-hmm. And that says a lot about where we are in our society. Our, as millennials, we look for a lot of improvement. We want to yeah. be approved. And be like, a part of something. Yeah, be part of something, whether it's a social thing uh, or rather it's just clothing. Mm-hmm. Like, why do you want to wear off-white? Uh-huh. Why do you want to do this? Because Virgil Abloh, who you just found out about a week ago, who's a great designer for Louis Vuitton, mm-hmm. but, like, why do you want to do that? Because he's getting approval uh-huh. from the rest of the culture. Mm-hmm. Why are you listening to Migos? Uh-huh. Because you know everyone I mean? else Yeah. Why are you trying to walk in and talk it? Like, because uh-huh. you're looking for approval. You're wearing certain things. You're wearing a high designer belt for approval. Mm-hmm. And that's just something millennials got to figure out how to, like, deal with. And I feel like our parents didn't really have to deal with that. Or Do you think it really matters what we wear at all? Mm-hmm. Like, or do you think it plays, you know what I'm saying, a factor? Uh, I think the best way to think about it is from a male's point of view. Like, uh-huh. I always say this to my uh, my younger friends that kind of, like, look up, come to me for, like, advice about women. I'm like, this guy can wear the, mo- the most designer. Mm-hmm. Wear what do you want? I can wear... What's not in style, mm-hmm. and we can get the same opportunity mm-hmm. to talk to that young lady, mm-hmm. and like that just goes to show you that like your parents can just only show you one part of you, mm-hmm. and the millennials understand that because everything on social media is a parents based, Snapchat, Instagram, uh-huh. Twitter. Like you can say Twitter is not a, a parents based. No, it is because like the Avi, the the Twitter Avi. Mm-hmm. Like as soon as you upload that. You can get an option to like post that mm-hmm. new Avi. You have to notify everyone about your new Avi picture, mm-hmm. looking for approval. So like, uh, what do you mean by saying like it's a it's a parents? Uh... I f- I think everything social media wise, is all parents based. Parents based. Yeah, that's the core of it. A parents based, and like, don't take that too literally as uh-huh. in like oh like what they look like. Uh-huh. That tweets what you see on that on that person's Twitter feed yeah. is how you see them. Mm-hmm. It's how you see their parents. Oh, so you're saying that's what they're taught is what they were already, yeah. you know, they was breeded into. That's what they're yeah. programmed into. So, okay. like, I for example, this is a good, this is a nice example. A young gentleman, a young lady that's trying to get into a dating field, she downloads the app Tinder. Mm-hmm. You literally swipe left, swipe right. Mm-hmm. But then you can link, they have the links to that person's Instagram. Mm-hmm. So you don't see enough pictures on that Tinder. You go on that Instagram, mm-hmm. or then you find their Twitter, and then you see what they look like. You see what they tweet about, whatever they retweet. They retweet something political, you connect them to their views. Oh, mm-hmm. this person believes that. They they favor something. On music-wise, you connect to who their favorite artist mm-hmm. is. So we use these social medias, appearance-based, because like that's how we get to know people now. Mm-hmm. We're not having conversations. That's like. interesting that you say that. Yeah. Um, I, I, want, I want to ask you, like, when you say it's appearance-based yeah. and you mentioned Tinder... We already looking at the image first, like the appearance of the person, before we even dive into their other social media accounts to see what their other views are or what they were taught. So it's like, yeah. do you think that we choose our partner also off of what like our parents would approve of? 
Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that your parents is a huge part of approval. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't. I don't think millennials necessarily feel that way. I feel okay. like I feel like that just might be a percentage. It could be a percentage of millennials, but I feel like we're we're the uh, generation that kind of like doesn't look for our parents' approval. We want more approval from outside the home. Mm-hmm. Uh, college is a prime example of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, kids come to college and just turn into different people. Right. Um, you see a kid that went to majority, uh, minority kid went to majority white high school, come and, and uh, engage themselves with black people mm-hmm. and Spanish people and people of minority races because they want to feel with that, get that approval mm-hmm. that they didn't get at home. Okay. So that's just college. Mm-hmm. That could be in the workforce. You No, you're, I definitely agree with yeah. you on that because yeah. like that's how I feel like with the with the platform of like IG or yeah. Snap, you you are friends with people that you like or like yeah. who you want to uh, uh see or like like when you want to see somebody's story even if you don't know that person, they're doing something that you think is amusing, it's yeah. probably something that you would want to do or like yeah. you'll think they're cool. So like that's your friend group because that's what you'll do like-minded people. I want to talk about that it, within itself and reality TV. Yeah. Like, do you think all of that is just like consuming us to, we just all look like, kind of like each other, but individuals in ourselves? Like, would you agree with that? I think reality TV and social media, they got a lot in common, but a little different. Because, like, with social media, everybody can win. Like, anybody can win on social media. Mm-hmm. Reality TV is very, it's very, like, you have the Kardashians, mm-hmm. which are looked at. Like the royalty in America, mm-hmm. like America's first family, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They get invited to the White House. There's a, they have a lot going IG on. IG stars are also yeah. IG stars can fall in that lane, can fall uh, can fall in that lane of being because they have a good social media presence. Mm-hmm. But then you have, uh, you have love and hip hop. You have like those things, Bad Girls Club, yeah. where they show women in a violent ways and they show uh, where uh, minorities always. Whatever the reality television is, it has to be commotion. It has mm-hmm. to be physical violence. It has to be verbal violence. Entertainment. And, and that's entertainment. <laughs> that's entertainment, all right, from mm-hmm. that point of view. Mm-hmm. But that, that, that's, that's why I think, like, reality TV and social media is different. Because, like, mm-hmm. you have the Kardashians who has one of... Let's be really honest here. Mm-hmm. They have a very different family than most people. Mm-hmm. It's not a traditional family at all. If they're on TV... And you say that because... Just like, all right, for example... Uh, Let's just start. The dad was a great lawyer, big mm-hmm. lawyer. Their mom, some mogul. Their 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 most famous sisters, Kim Kardashian, has claimed the fame. To mm-hmm. many, might not be what many would accept. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of the listeners no, are, are well informed what I'm about, talking about. Yeah. Um, so then, <laughs> so then you have you have that, and then uh, they've been they're on reality TV this whole time. They're mm-hmm. on reality TV. Uh, your dad goes through a gender switch, which is which is fine. Uh, I feel like that's something millennials accept. Mm-hmm. But for a traditional family, that's not something traditional families go, go through. through. And for that to be... Televised as well. Yes, televised as well, which isn't an issue. That's the, They're showing their family. I don't think it's an issue of it being televised. I think it's an issue of them but being... But you don't think it's scripting their life? Because yes. reality TV is scripted. They're scripting their life. They can't live themselves, mm-hmm. which might also be a separate issue. Mm-hmm. But... My uh my main point was, they can't be the standard. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. for what we need to. They can or cannot be. They, they can't. Mm. That that that's my thing. Why are they the standard? Why is mm. reality television the standard? Mm. It's scripted. That's the thing. It's just reality because of the way it's like. It's not as if they're doing like they're reading lines. Yeah. They're instigating. Producers mm-hmm. instigate. That's that, and and that's good that you say that because it's wrapped the whole kind of uh, light male talk up uh, about the political thing with the with the jacket and like how does it matter what we wear or like are we actually getting to a point because like we could talk about uh, a lot of experiences or or instances like going to classroom no matter if you're in middle school high school college and you're wearing something but you're going to class you ace the test but everybody worrying about what you wore or like who you friends with or like things like that you know what I'm saying all right but before we officially wrap this whole um, segment up uh, Feast you got any conclusion, like any final thoughts you just want to say? I think it's on us as millennials to not uh, glorify. I feel like that's something we have in common with the previous generations. Mm-hmm. Elvis, Michael Jackson, John F. Mm-hmm. Kennedy, uh, Muhammad Ali, glorified people. Mm-hmm. Glorified. Idols. Idols. Kim Kardashian, Kanye West, Drake. This generation is considered them idols. Yes. So, like, we can't glorify them because... We have too much. We have too much access at this point. Mm-hmm. We have too much access to things. Things like you don't have to aspire to be someone. You know what I mean? You don't have to aspire. Exactly. To, you don't have to look for their approval either. And I feel like social media has got us like caught up in that. Reality TV has us somewhere that we don't want to be, but like we enjoy seeing those lives. Here we go with our next segment. Um, we just want to talk like technology and. Uh, Given we were already on on the topic of other phones yeah. and the social media, all that. Um, how how do you how do you feel about technology right now and millennials and how you know we use them, um, how it affects our everyday life? Like, do you have do you have a, a stance on it? Like, do you think it's affecting us? I think it's making us uh, very impatient. Mm-hmm. Like you very like things are. Think about the things that you don't have to use technology for that that seem long. Mm-hmm. Going to the driver license uh, place, um, at the hospital, waiting in line at the mm-hmm. hospital. Things like that seem really long mm-hmm. because you can't you can't reserve your time, come in, and as soon as you get the check, it's done. Like it's not like an Uber or anything like that. So I think we are very impatient, but I think we do use technology very well. Like I see people use technology to get messages across, mm-hmm. like retweets for somebody being missing. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Like that saved a lot of lives, or even like the whole police brutality, yeah. the whole Me Too mo- movement. Without technology, like yes, those things have been happening forever. Mm-hmm. But those people that didn't think so, they had to see with their own eyes. That's a great point that yeah. you made because uh, with a lot of the police brutality, even before the body cameras, yeah, um, a lot of the stuff that was being a lot of the incidents that was going on were being filmed. Yeah. And they were being filmed not on the cameras of the buildings nearby of where the event occurred, yeah. but by the mobile phones. Yeah. Do you think, like, the phones, is, like you say, is making us impatient? Like, everything That's can the be thing. recorded. It's like, everything's it's like up in great. It's like, it's just like, it's like a gun. It's how you want to use it. Mm-hmm. Like, most people, general, generally people don't think there's nothing wrong with hunting overpopulated, like an area with an overpopulated deer. Uh-huh. Like, generally there's nothing wrong with that. Uh-huh. So, like, that might be seen as using a gun for good. Social media, getting a message across, expanding your brand, building it, elevating yourself, um, motivating people, getting your music out, showing your food, getting your, your business out. That's a good. 
But if you're gonna use it for bad, which is like where you you shut people down on social mm-hmm. media, that's that's where we get dangerous. Okay. That's how we create the situation we're kind of in now, where people can't get their opinions out. Whatever they say is because you don't agree with it, mm-hmm. which is fine not to agree with someone, but let them get their viewpoint out. You can't ever, and that's what people do on Twitter. And I'm like, I like, I lean like if you want to get political, I lean generally left on mm-hmm. a lot of things. But our side, we have a bad way of like, even millennials, because a lot of millennials are on the left. They bash people on the other side and just don't mm-hmm. understand. Like, you just bash them. And then that's how you create cults of people that hide. Mm-hmm. And when people are hiding, they feel that way. That's worse. I'd rather you feel that way and not know than you hiding. And that's when we can get uh, big. Like, we can have, like, what happened in Charleston. Like, mm-hmm. we can have things like yeah. that. Mass. Yeah. Uh, uh, the other day, I was in, I was in Duncan. Yeah. And the, this little girl walked in with her family. And she had to be at least seven or eight, and she already had like an iPhone six. Wow! And I'm just, I, I'm just thinking Impressive. like I wasn't like I wasn't blown away, but I was just thinking more so how much power she have in her hand. One and two, what is she actually doing with her phone? Like who does she actually need to contact? Like yes, she do need you know to contact her mom or like any other family member, but is she by herself that much that she do need access to a phone that she needs to contact another family member? Like, she doesn't have... Like, she had a sister which looks, like, similar, like, like close in age, maybe three or four years older. So if they were in school, they're probably in the same school at this this point in time right now. Do you think, like, it's a certain age that you would allow... Um, you would allow someone to have a mobile device? To be honest, I gotta say, I, I don't have an issue with it because we kind of started it. Like, I know, like, for me, I feel mm-hmm. like my parents kind of started it because, like, I was watching Barney, all right? Mm-hmm. So I was hooked to uh-huh. the television, right. like, very early. Uh, my my nephews, my niece, they got tablets right now. Right. They watching their show on their tablet. How, how young are you? Like, three. three. She, just, she just turned three on Monday. To, and they know how to operate. Yeah, she knows how to operate screen, iPad. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, and it's it's crazy, but then at the same time, like... They're, they don't, okay, it's good because they're learning how to use technology, right. which is everyday use, right. going to become common, but they don't, they necessarily are missing something. Mm-hmm. They're missing what, like... That social aspect. Yeah, they're missing the social aspect, the aspect of, like, just, yeah. like, like, being able to being grab... Being there, being yeah, present in like the moment. Like, being in the moment, yeah. like, being in the moment, mm-hmm. like, and we're hooked on our gadgets, yeah. like... Our it, attention span, it, yeah. Um, they say now is it, lower than the goldfish. I would, I, I, I wouldn't disagree <laughs> yeah. with it because, like, you, you literally, it's like you need it. You, you, you need it. You think it was, a, it was a reason why they were giving out Obama phones? Yeah, I mean, I think that the Obama administration saw something that was gonna that uh, others didn't see. That like you need phones, mm-hmm. like you need smartphones, like you need one because you you want to get public transportation. Most major cities, mm-hmm. if you go to New York, they probably still have a little bit of metro cards mm-hmm. left. You gotta yeah. use technology. Yeah, yeah. Um, you you want to internet? You, you say that? Yeah, breaking news. Mm-hmm. It's not like the newspaper stand is gonna have breaking news the, the day as soon as it yeah. happens. 
No, Time Magazine isn't going to have that guy on the cover today. It's not going to alert you yeah. not to get on this train or go to this yeah. tunnel because this just happened. It's, it's not going to alert you as fast as that. GPS, you're not going to use a map. Yeah, not nowadays. Why are you using a map? <laughs> well, all, your, all your other friends are using the app Wave, mm-hmm. which can tell you if cops are on the road. Yeah. Or if they can tell you this place takes five minutes shorter. Mm-hmm. Come on, you need it. You need it. And it goes into our yeah. attention span, and it's like our our, our social, um, um, how how we just communicate yeah. with others. It's just like we just don't have time for, like, especially if you you. you yeah, it, it's just really like you can't you can't uh, you can't live without it, and that like that that's why all these conversations kind of segue, cause it starts from that six year old in Duncan. Mm-hmm. That's where it starts from. That mm-hmm. six year old in Duncan, on her phone. 10, 20 years mm. later, dinner table. Right. On her phone. And the kids and, on her nerves. And it's a problem. Give her an iPad. Mm-hmm. No connection. Right. So, uh, do you have any final, any final thoughts or anything you want to say on just the whole topic of technology, millennials, everyday life? Take an hour a day away from it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, read a book, write a book. Just, yeah. Something like right. right now, like that's what I got into. I just write. Yeah. Like I'll just write hour a day, mm-hmm. and then like that accumulates. You read it back. Right. You create it your all, own. That also helps with your writing skills. Just yeah. Like formulating sentences. And you create your own. You create your own entertainment material. Right. Yeah. Create your own entertainment. Get your thoughts down. All right. So while I'm sitting here with you, and I got you know some time, uh, I know me personally. I've been knowing you. For at least two to three years now. Yeah. And I kind of know, you know what I'm saying, the backstory. But I don't know the backstory. And I also know the, the people listening are also intrigued and engaged in this in this conversation, hopefully. And they also want to know Feast Guala. Yeah. Like, where did the Feast Guala come from? Or, like, where... That's a good who, point. Who That's a good Fis, starting point. Who, who is Feast Guala? Like, That's, like, kind of, like, something that, like, no one asks... But like they indirectly always ask, like, well, my name's Hafiz, my first name. Mm-hmm. So I just cut off my parents, like, I'm a junior. Mm-hmm. So like they always call me Feast in the house okay. to different from me and my dad. Okay. Um, so the Guala, this kid, I'm gonna shout him out. I have to, because he gave mm-hmm. me crap. <laughs> Seventh grade Dion Gilmore. Uh he was a very talented kid. He gave me this name Feast Guala, cause like in middle school I was like all about like the latest trends. Like, I just wanted to be approval. Mm-hmm. I was looking for approval. Latest trends on everything. So, you call me Fee Squala because I always, like, was, like, a week or two before mm-hmm. everyone, like, was wearing stuff before people started wearing it. So, then, uh, I started to, I started to call myself Fee Squala. I got in a little bit of music and I was like, alright, like, I like the Guala, but, like, it doesn't really connect with me. Like, I gotta make it Mm-hmm. Mine, like I gotta make it mine. That was somebody calls me, so I made it the Guala acronym and just kept the the U's, like the letters. Mm-hmm. It's like stands for give you a little aspiration. Mm-hmm. So then, like, I just always keep that with me. Like, I always try to be the life, and like mm-hmm. when I'm around people, I try to make everyone happy okay. all the time. Everyone definitely, have good vibes. Definitely like, accomplish that. Yeah, like, like when someone when someone's like come to like hang out with me or visit me, I just want them to be like comfortable because like that's how I was raised. Mm-hmm. Like I'm African. Mm-hmm. My mom's from uh, Liberia, my uh, my my dad's from Sierra Leone, and a lot of his family is from Tunisia, uh, Somalia, all that. 
North Africa, all that, all that stuff. Okay. So okay. and deep like, roots. yeah, and then like deep roots, like yeah. deep African roots. Like I've been to Africa, all that, and then like uh, my mom's a nurse, my dad worked for the United Nations, so I got a little bit of like growing up of how to like care for people. That's like my parents' big thing. It's Karen, mm-hmm. and then uh, my stepdad is also like my dad. Uh, is a realtor and a lawyer. He has a law degree. And he's a realtor. So like I like grew up around like people that are educated, uh-huh. but like they didn't go to school like how we went to school. Okay. It was like come to America, mm-hmm. we go to school. My dad went to school regularly, but mm-hmm. <clears throat> my mom and my stepfather uh, both re-educated themselves mm-hmm. after coming to America. So like that was like my motivation. That's why like I'm so motivated That's to do cool. everything because like. They came here, uh, worked really hard, went back to school, like got degrees. Like I couldn't play. I remember I couldn't play sixth grade uh, football because my mom had to pay for school that year. Mm-hmm. But that's that's yeah. how I knew how important it was. Yeah. I was thinking about that the other day. So like, that's kind of like my upbringing. Like now, like people also know me for like so disgusting, mm-hmm. and I always wonder like why you always say, like hashtag so disgusting. Like why you always talk about so disgusting. Like when I was in like elementary school, mm-hmm. I like didn't care about anyone, what anyone think, thought. Uh-huh. And that's, like, I say that to tell you the growth uh-huh. of, like, how, like, you, elementary, elementary school, we're just kids. Uh-huh. I picked my nose, like, right. all the time. Right. Like, that was my thing. Like, uh-huh. picking my nose, like, I didn't care because everyone did it behind closed doors. Uh-huh. And, like, people just called me so disgusting. Uh-huh. Like, they just kept saying, you're like, well, you're so disgusting. You're so disgusting. And I just, like, ran with that because, like, Turn it into something. Yeah, because, like, I, I I got mad one day, but I was right. like, Mom, why you won't call me so disgusting for, like, picking my nose and all that mm-hmm. and, like, grabbing the tissue and, and right. picking my nose and trying to get it out. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you being yourself, though. Like, that's yeah. you. Like, that's what you do at home. Right. Like, so you're not, like, being fake. You're being right. yourself. So I'm like, all right, I'm just going to roll with the so disgusting. That's cool. Feet squalor. And then, like, it's all I'm about. Just, like, giving people good vibes. I love giving people opportunities I never had. I like having conversations with people that got different views mm-hmm. from me. So like, if you're listening out there and you, you don't agree with my views, find me. Please <laughs> follow nice. social media, yeah. F-I-Z-T-A-L-A. Find me, we'll meet up and we can discuss. I love hearing other people's viewpoints. Um, with that said, like, does any anything that embodies Feast Guala yeah. or the hashtag so disgusting has anything to transpire into your major and what you aspire to be or like what you want to do um learning in college to then go out into the real world and actually make your mark well i study international relations right now Mm -hmm. under like politics poli sci and i'm a women's studies minor but i don't i kind of want to like go to uh like other third world Mm -hmm. countries volunteer do a little bit of that um that's because like it kind of does embody like feast squad is so disgusting Mm -hmm. I feel like other cultures can teach me a lot. Uh, my parents gave me a great opportunity. They sent me to school. They, like, they gave me a great opportunity even coming to this country and having me in America. Uh-huh. That was, that was the biggest opportunity I've ever got in my life. I feel like, and uh, um, I just think that that I got those experiences. Now I need to receive other experiences and see other people's lifestyle, and that's what being giving people aspirations about, uh-huh. like. I'll go to another country, give someone a little aspiration, and mm-hmm. then I'll be myself there. I'll be so disgusting. They, they may or, they may or may not like me, but we'll share something. Mm-hmm. And I just want to, sh- I like to share. <clears throat> if you want to debate, hit me up. Yeah, if you want to contact me on social media, it's F-I-Z-G-U-A-L-A 
on all platforms, but Twitter, it's F-I-Z-G-U-A-L-A-A. -A -A. If you want to contact me, want to debate any issues, uh, if you have any opportunities that you probably think that I can help you with, uh, let me know. Uh, I know you mentioned uh, having a women's studies minor. Yeah. Um, and before you, you were talking about a pretty interesting topic, and I had to stop you on it because I wanted to get it down for the listeners to also have a chance to uh, hear and also have a chance to chime in uh, even afterwards. Um, and we were talking about uh, women before us yeah. versus women now. Okay. Um, and you said an interesting point just about like the activities, like thinking about what your grandmother does or your yeah. great-grandmother does and like what do they do and what type of ways they're stuck in and just all about, you know what I'm saying, stuff about that. Do you want to elaborate a little bit? Yeah, um, I definitely think in my opinion like women... Uh, not to discredit the women in the past. I think the women now are a little bit more stronger in a sense of it's either we're seeing their strength more, mm -hmm. they have more voices. I feel like women now are like very, especially with the, the Me Too movement, the feminist movement. I think these movements, uh, the pro-choice movement, I think these movements show that women are at the point where they can get their voices out. And they fed up. And they fed up. <laughs> They're done with it. And and I totally understand. Uh, as a black man in America, I understand. But um, I'm saying in the aspect of the way that women are uniting now. Mm -hmm. uh, different well. women. Mm -hmm. Back then it was just one more well, 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 vote. Mm -hmm. Suffrage movement, it was mainly in particular to white women. Mm -hmm. Now you have white women, uh, blacks, uh, Hispanics. Asian, everyone coming together for one thing, mm -hmm. and that's equality for women. Mm -hmm. yeah, I just always think about this. My mom is a nurse. Um, she works so hard. She has every other weekend off, mm -hmm. and she works so hard, and there's some guy out there making more than her, doing the same amount of work. Do you think that's fair, or do you think right now it's just to be wise and equal? I just feel like at this point, like, wise and equal, um... I think that my statement, people could obviously disagree. Mm -hmm. um, I could see why they would disagree. You could say so many things. agree to disagree. Yeah, they could say so many things like they didn't have the opportunities, they didn't have technology, mm -hmm. they couldn't do certain things, mm -hmm. certain laws. I understand that. I understand the culture. But I feel like there's just something about the, I don't know if it's the woman in 2018, the millennial woman, she's just strong. Mm -hmm. She's powerful. Do you believe it's because of the platforms that she also has? I think it's because she knows. Mm -hmm. I think it's because she knows. I think this generation of women, they do not need validation from men. And okay. that's something that that's, that's something that I think creates strength. Mm -hmm. Like, because I know you can't, I know you don't need me. Mm -hmm. I feel like my grandma, uh, very nice lady, I feel like she needed my grandpa mm -hmm. financially. Uh, to create stability mm -hmm. because of the opportunities they might not have gotten back then. The culture. Yeah, the culture, one would say. But, yeah, the woman, the millennial woman is very strong. Um, I have one final point. Do you think that it's double standards with males and females? And if so, could you, like, describe a situation where you think I think it's both sides. Is. I think it's both sides. That's why, like, I wanted to get into women's studies because I wanted to see what a lot of women think. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, Likewise. Yeah, like for example, like uh, men can do certain things, women can't. Why mm -hmm. are most secretaries women? What, 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 like when you say that, what what is one thing that you 
you would say? A man can do that, woman can't. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, that you would just say like socially is accepted, not just saying that you like saying. a woman going outside with a shirt off is socially unacceptable, right? But a man can do that. But a man can do that because okay. it's socially acceptable. Mm-hmm. That's just what it is. Uh, it's socially acceptable. So when people say like the double standard, I think it's on both sides. Like, mm-hmm. for example. It's other things that women can do yeah. that men cannot. Like in most legal situations, judges, this is statistics. Mm-hmm. This is not opinion. Judges lean towards the woman. Mm-hmm. And then, and in the woman's favor, especially if she has the kids, if it's custody battles, divorce, mm-hmm. a lot of those things. Lean towards uh, the woman. But the whole thing is, um, this is what the double standard gets great. And this is what we see it in our culture we don't talk about. And, like, I recently, like, had a great conversation about this. And, like, something so simple. Like, our culture is the double standard of... They want men... They give men the double standard of a woman, right? Mm -hmm. In most cases. But we don't get the same thing? Hold on. But when it comes to... In the social aspects, we create another, like, utopia of, like social thinking that we need women mm-hmm. because guys 10 ladies free till 12 mm-hmm. <laughs> or for example um you're going on a date you need a you i mean you going to uh something a colleague dinner or, or work dinner you need a date you're going mm-hmm. to your high school reunion you need a date mm-hmm. the culture of women mm-hmm. in colleges a lot of people have uh date parties mm-hmm. formals i see people go crazy over dates because we need women mm-hmm. socially mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's just like in uh, a small point of like the double standard of like how we're double standing ourselves. Do you agree with double standards and do you think that it needs to be double standards for our culture or our society to function? Some aspects. I say that because like I feel like if you take a lady out, you should walk her home at night. Right. I don't feel like she has to walk you home at night. Mm-hmm. Um... That's just like, that's kind of a double standard, but that just might be a cultural thing. How you was raised. Yeah, but I think on like, when it comes to policy, public public po- policy, it should be in favor of everyone. Like, mm-hmm. women should be paid on the same equal scale. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why every office I go to, the secretary is a female. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not just a female dominant role. Like, females can be CEOs, like right. presidents of companies. Like, we need them in those roles too. Mm-hmm. So if you think about it, if men have been in control for so long and things haven't been the best in some people's eyes, maybe we should give a woman a shot because one mama always knows best. I just want to know, like, how do you feel about the current state of the nation right now as far as the whole with the immigration and the gun laws and the mass shootings, like recently, everything to this day, June 29th. Um, I think we're in a really polarized state where, like, uh, everyone's political, everyone wants to be activists, but no one wants to really talk about the public policy. Uh, for example, we're talking about, we're talking about people that are getting separated at the border, coming here illegally. People in Flint still don't have water. Still, still don't have water. Still don't have water. And we went by the jacket. And that's that's <laughs> been something that's been going on since we had a black president. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So like, 
if you want to look at it in that way, like, people in Flint still don't have water. People in West Virginia still don't have jobs. Mm -hmm. So, we're polarizing things that can, can connect with everyone. Um, people coming in here illegally, uh, that's against the law. Uh, the Obama administration, they housed them together, Bush administration housed them together. The Trump administration decided to separate the parents and the children. Um, I have a weird theory behind that, but uh, my theory behind it is just that's something that his administration used for a pawn mm -hmm. to get the wall. Mm -hmm. It didn't work out the way he thought it was. Um, but yeah, I think that we're in a state where like, because of who's in that office, whatever is done is perceived that it is as if it's not American, mm. which means that it's this is the first time it's been done. Mm -hmm. It's not the first time we've housed children that are crossing the border illegally with their parents. His, him and that scene, his perception and the perception he gives off, is comes off really negative, and that's something previous administrations have done since the nineties, the mm. mid nineties, and they get praised for that. And then, as far as the mass shootings, uh, it's very interesting how people talk about this. Because, like, people on my side, which is considered the left, they'll say, we need to control guns, we need to blah, blah, blah. People on the right saying guns aren't the issues, mm -hmm. mental health, because they're getting a lot of money from big gun con contributors. I think the, the real uh, thing here is we have to look deep. We have to, look, we have to be real about it. We can't say one minute if someone's doing a terror attack that we have to we have to cut off. If we're using the logic of the Trump administration, let's use that logic. Just like put your "Make America Great" hats mm -hmm. on again. This is the logic that they use, and I'm just going to use it with just different examples. If we're going to say people in the Middle East doing terror attacks, we need to have uh, no fly zone to the Middle East, cut off transport there. People can't come there because they're not being vetted right. They're doing terror attacks, but I believe like the last ten terror attacks, at least mm -hmm. five to seven of them have been white males. Mm -hmm. I'm just, and, and that's their logic. Mm -hmm. Like you, and then people on the left will try to use that too. Like what is happening in the white male household, which isn't wrong if you're using that logic. But that's where we are in America, where it's not even like let's think about something like uh, as an individual. Mm -hmm. We're just trying to do identity identity politics on both sides, like. I align with this. So uh, we it should be this way. Yeah. It's not people aren't free anymore. People aren't like... People are unfriending people on Facebook for who they believe. Who, who they voted for. Mm -hmm. A vote. A vote. What do you think are good qualities of the next president should be? I think the next president needs to understand that people all have similar issues. Mm -hmm. Like the people in South Central LA have the same issues as the people in the outskirts of Alabama. Like, they got the same issues. They want jobs. They want opportunities. Mm -hmm. They want things like that. Why are we dividing that? That that next president needs to be able to to be able to connect with everyone. Everyone's not going to vote for you, but be able to connect with everyone. Like, That's the system, do you man. think it's fair, okay? Do you think it's fair if uh, Trump appeals to his base a lot? Mm -hmm. Do you think it's fair for the people that's being ignored right now? Mm -hmm. Let's just say he has two terms. The people that's, fair, like, that's being ignored... Do you think they deserve a candidate that's going to be in the middle? That's not going to be for them? 
Because, like, that's how he won. Well, to, Because that, his base was ignored. Well, to speak on the ones that's ignored, they're ignored for one reason, that they didn't go out and vote. Yeah. So for that reason, you didn't go out to get your voice heard. So but you can't, like, I understand that point of view, and I do agree, because I was someone that did vote. Mm-hmm. But as you sit in here in my room, you see Hillary Clinton right, right there. Right, right. She wasn't the best candidate either. Exactly. So, like, she was in favor of mass incarceration, which incarcerated many people the way you and I mm-hmm. in the 90s, and still to this day, called us predators. But uh, how can you tell someone to vote for either of those people? How can you tell someone that's disenfranchised, that's like, you know, Missouri doesn't know anything about politics, he doesn't have a job, mm-hmm. uh, living off the government, and you see these two people. That's exactly the next question I wanted to talk about. Do you think that even with both candidates, the the people who were being ignored wasn't even informed or, better yet, informed themselves on the candidates? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like their views of what they're doing to even go... And, and, and vote out. I feel like a lot of times politics is going over the head it is. of millennials. Like, we that's, don't even... We and don't that's even, the thing. Like, as a poli-sci major, not, any congressman, politician, congresswoman you talk to in the United States or even abroad, they think they're smarter than the people they represent. Mm-hmm. They think so. They know, like, they know that. And that's because, like, it's easy to distract people. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, Tr- Trump was the first president that did not release his tax returns. And if people say, oh, just a tax returns, he's a businessman, da, 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 da. a tax returns can tell you how people spend their money, which can tell you how they're going to spend the government's money, tell you what they invest in, mm-hmm. how they're going to invest the government's money. That's why people release these things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. And people didn't care, but like, who cares? Who cares? He grabbed her by the, he said, grab, like, yeah, groping like, woman. Yeah. Like, grope a woman. And then people were like, oh, who cares? That was a yeah. long time ago. That was a long time ago. But those are the same people that vote against the other side mm-hmm. for supporting people that have different sexual orientations or that has others going through um, a gender transition. Like, so it's just like, where, where, where do we draw the line? Mm. Where do we draw the line where it's like, all right, it's politics and like we're Americans. Mm-hmm. Like, where's that line? It's not there. And then Trump made it really worse because he just divided it more. You know what I mean? Do you think it's a problem having immigration or immigrants come in and have the same opportunities as you? Or have a maybe... Illegal immigrants? or Illegal. I think... And they would say that some of them have a faster track because they don't have to like pay taxes. They can get yeah. paid under under the table, take jobs that we quote-unquote will not I take. Think, I, think it's, I think it's like if people are um, coming here illegally and declaring asylum, which is, means they're in trouble in their country mm-hmm. and, they have, and they have to escape... Mm-hmm. And it's legitimate. I understand that. You, you in other countries, anything can happen. You have to leave. Mm-hmm. If you're coming here illegally, my parents are both immigrants. My stepfather's an immigrant. Uh, a lot of people in my family are immigrants. I, I, I believe about like five to ten people came to this country, like from my family, because of one person's citizenship. Mm-hmm. So like I know how important coming here legally, and like you can't just come in here. Anybody just can't come to America. Mm-hmm. Like my grandpa, my grandparents got denied for coming to America twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, my uh, sister-in-law, she won a lottery program to come here. There's literally lotteries to come here. Like, there's mm-hmm. a lottery to get in the lottery to come here. Mm-hmm. And, like, she married uh, my brother and then he came here. So, like, those things, they aren't, they, they aren't easy to do, but they're worth doing to come here. If you're going to come here illegally, not pay taxes, rent somewhere, be under the radar... 
work somewhere where you don't have to have proper documentation. There's no room for you here because you're taking opportunities not only from the college students that wants to be a server mm -hmm. or a busboy, which is their income in college, you're taking away from the American person's mm -hmm. tax dollars. Yeah, you're still accounted for. Mm -hmm. and that's what people don't realize. People just think like, oh, they're here illegally. They they working. They're minding their business. That's fine. Mm -hmm. They're renting the house. <laughs> that's fine. Like that that's fine that they're minding their business and stuff. But if my mom's gonna pay taxes, if your parents and your family's gonna pay taxes for other people living here expense free, that's an issue. All right, so we go our final segment, um, what we just call radical honesty. I'm just going to fire some questions at you. You're just going to tell me exactly the first thought that come in or just the truth. Just let me know. That's far as radical honesty. Tell you the truth, just like I've been doing the whole interview. All right. So we're going to keep it going. Um, here we go. iPhone or Android? iPhone. Uh, Starbucks or Dunkin'? Dunkin'. Uh, you rather fly or drive somewhere? Fly. Uh, you rather go hiking or swimming? Hiking. Uh, basketball or football? Basketball. Jordans, or sneakers or flip-flops? Sneakers. Shorts or pants? Pants. No shirt or shirt? Nice day out. Shirt. Shirt. Every, a gentleman always wears a shirt. Bow tie or tie? Depending on the occasion. Um. <laughs> All right, Feast, man. I definitely appreciate you uh, being my first guest on What's the Fuss, the Millennial Podcast. Um, do you have any final words you want to just sell to um, the listeners? Nah, uh, thank you for having me. Uh, it's a great show. Uh, you got a great piece of work, great little um, structure, um, something new, something cool. I encourage listeners to listen more in the future. Uh, it's going to be some real cool guests. He told me a little sneak peek yeah, about yeah. what's coming next, and they, they kind of better than me. So nah, if you, nah, uh, everything's the same. Everything's the same. Everyone's an individual. If you want to con contact me or uh, debate, get any anything, have any opportunities that you think I can help you with, or we can help each other, it's at Fizguala, F-I-Z-G-U-A-L-A. Besides Twitter, it's F-I-Z-G-U-A-L-A-A. -A. So uh, follow me. Don't be afraid to say hi. Peace. I appreciate that, man. No doubt. Thank you. That one's in the books.